Barkley on the take. Giving left. Howard on the cutback. Inside to the five. Howard slammed into the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown Bears! Jordan Howard, a nine-yard run. Snap is back. Coming on a blitz. They throw into the end zone. Left corner up in the air. Elson Jeffrey makes the catch. Touchdown! Touchdown Bears! Bears Hour Live with Lauren Cox and the draft doc, Philatosha. Hello and welcome to Bears Hour Live. You are listening in on a Thursday night, April 20th today. And, you know, it's another special edition of Bears Hour Live. We're doing midweek. We're going to be back on the air Sunday next week. Don't worry about that. We'll be back on, rather, this Sunday. So everything should be uh, to back on the schedule. But we wanted to do another special midweek show here. And so I'm, I'm with, as always, Draft Dr. Philatoshin. And if you notice, I might sound a little bit different here. I've, I've got quite a bit of a cold hitting me now. So I'm going to apologize in advance for any mouth breathing, any sniffles, and hopefully I can keep any coughing uh, away from the mic with the mic muted so you won't have to hear any of that. But... I sound a little bit different, and I'm sure there's going to be multiple times in this in this show where I need Phil's help trying to remember a player, you know, the typical kind of head cold stuff. But, Phil, hopefully you're doing a little bit better than I am tonight for, for this show. You can carry me a little bit. I'm going to try to carry you like the commissioner carries the draft, you know. I hope I don't get booed out there with the picks we got going, Lauren. But yeah. I'm fired up for this one. It's going to be fun to take the role of GM of each team and really ultimately do it in the sense of what we would do if we were that GM or that team GM and make the football decision for that team not what we think they should do but really I'm the GM of the Cleveland Browns and I'm gonna pick for them that's how we're gonna approach this mock it's gonna be fun I'm gonna help Lauren through this we're gonna make it Lauren <laughs> yeah, one way or another, we're, I'll I'll probably mess up a few names, but I'm 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 glad uh, I'm I'm glad you're here to to carry me through. So as, as Phil hinted, he won the coin toss backstage, and so he will do the the odd teams in the mock draft, and I will do the even even teams, which means Phil starts out on the clock with the Cleveland Browns with the first overall pick, and Phil, you know, every mock draft now pretty much has Miles Garrett as the number one overall pick, and I know. He is the best defensive player in this draft. We both agree. We've talked about him on a couple of our shows. But is is that the best pick for the Cleveland Browns just because he's the consensus number one defensive player? And he is an elite pass rusher. That's a valuable position. But if you're GM for the Cleveland Browns, what, what what's going through your mind for this pick? Oh, I'm talking with the coaches. Obviously, Cleveland puts a real high priority in picks. They love a lot of picks. They got this new... Uh, stat, stat-based former Oakland Athletics GM philosophy where they're going to find players and money and money ball and all that stuff, and it's really resulted you know, in what it has on the football field. However, that's why they're first overall. I'm talking to my coaching staff if I'm a GM, and I want to know their feedback. We have the first and the 12th pick in a draft where I believe four quarterbacks have first-round potential and should go in the first round. In that case, I'm looking at my roster in Cleveland, Lauren, and I don't know if I'm on the clock yet, so 
I'm just thinking we have a young passer from USC there. He basically carried the team to no wins. The last win they had was with Johnny Manziel, who busted out of the league. Now it's time to get serious. You're at the top of the draft. I'm pushing my coaches for their opinion to get the best possible passer in Cleveland in the first round. You missed last year with an opportunity to get Wentz. You traded out of there, and you ultimately have egg on your face for that maneuver where Philadelphia Eagles look like they're ascending football team because of the choice that they made with Wentz. So you let me know when Cleveland's on the clock, the coaching staff, everybody seems to agree with how we're going. But by, by all means, uh, uh, make, the, make the first selection with the Cleveland Browns. So with the first overall pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, I'm taking Deshaun Watson to Cleveland. This is a leader. This is a change of philosophy. Uh, Hugh Jackson understands the importance of the position, understands that athleticism, leadership, all the traits that you want in a quarterback, this young man possesses at 6'2", 221 pounds. This guy's going to be the leader and a winner. I love his pocket composure. I love his upper body strength. I love his ability to use his agility and get first downs. This is a guy that threw 41 touchdowns, uh, 17 interceptions, I know, but really ultimately 67 completion percentage. He ran for 629 yards. You know I love him. If he was there for the Chicago Bears, because right now GM Philatoshin in Chicago is fired up because his guy is off the board. Lauren, I think this is where you take, separate the boys from the men. You really understand that quarterback trumps all positions. Even as high as we are on Miles Garrett, I think it's important to get your guy. And I think the Cleveland Browns have had so many quarterbacks taken in the first round that have failed. I think this time around, this player who I compare to Marcus Mariota is in Cleveland. So Deshaun Watson goes off the board, number one, and that's going to put the San Francisco 49ers on the clock for the second pick. And I will yes. be serving as, as their general manager here as Phil and I are alternating picks. So number one goes Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns. That probably would have been my pick with the 49ers here had he not gone number one, especially if, if Miles Garrett had gone number one. So that, that puts me in a tough spot if, if, I'm, if I'm the 49ers. I would really need to talk to Kyle Shanahan and gauge his confidence not only in this quarterback class but also the quarterbacks that he signed in free agency, Matt Barkley and, and Brian Hoyer. And you kind of have to understand that, like like the Bears at three, if you don't take your quarterback with your t- with the top of the first round, you're, not, you're probably not going to get a chance at any of these top four guys unless you really trade up pretty high from that second pick. And I know the 49ers have some picks later in the draft, but at this point, I'm going to trust Kyle Shanahan's ability to at least get through this 2016 season with 
Brian Hoyer and Matt Barkley with the understanding that there's not a pressure to win 10 games this year. And I'm going to take the best player available on the board in this draft. And with the second pick in the BHL Bears Hour Live mock draft, the 49ers are going to take Miles Garrett. It's just a it's a no-brainer. It's a, a safe pick, and it's probably a dream scenario for a lot of 49ers fans that thought Miles Garrett was going to go number one to the Browns. But in, in this in this mock, Watson makes a lot of sense for Cleveland to get that quarterback. And so here they get their next Alden Smith. They get their next elite 49ers edge rusher, and that's going to help propel their defense to get back to the level that they were under Jim Harbaugh. So, Phil, that's going to bring us to the Chicago Bears pick at number three, the big, the big, big selection, the, the Ryan Pace draft pick I mean, <laughs> Deshaun Watson and Miles Garrett are off the board Phil so that leaves that leaves your boy your boy Solomon Thomas yes. is just sitting there waiting for you to take him Phil what you're you're the general manager of the Bears but certainly <laughs> I will uh I will help you out here for for the discussion of the pick Miles Solomon Solomon Thomas is there Phil you're writing it on the card and running it up to the podium Lauren I got a surprise here because I got to look at my thinking and recognize that this football team has holes for years. It's always, there's always holes in the Bears roster. They've never gotten it right at left tackle and at the quarterback position. So here I am sitting here at three, and the goal is never to be there again. And when I look at this position and this situation, I think – Solomon Thomas is a generational talent. I think he could play inside and on the edge. He can give you so much. But still, Lauren, as the GM of looking at this franchise and needing a new change, a new attitude, a new face of the franchise, I'm going to surprise people where I'm going. I'm going with a football player that has a big, confident quarterback who brings all the physical tools to the table that I'm looking for. I know there's some bad habits. Chicago Bears in the with a third pick in the BHL mock draft select from Texas Tech quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Wow. Lauren, I know I'm surprising a lot of people, but the ceiling is high. The talent is immense. And the ability that I believe that he brings to the football field is is set up perfectly because you've passed the baton to Mike Glennon. I've already stated that Mike Glennon's our starting quarterback. Everything I want in a football player, this is baby Ben Roethlisberger. This, this is a combination of Brett Favre and Roethlisberger if they had a baby. This kid has the balls to go out on the football field and throw the football to where it needs to go. I'm ready for this guy. I'm ready for Patrick Mahomes to come into Chicago and change the whole dynamic of this football team. And one of the real reasons why, and I I was struggling with Kaiser and Mahomes, because you got to get one of them. I feel good about both of them, but I'm telling you why. I just love this kid's moxie, his attitude, and his ability to be throwing the football in any direction, Lauren. If he's off his pocket, he's he's outside the pocket, he's throwing it anywhere, and he's delivering strikes. Doesn't matter where his angle is, that ball is getting to the point where 
where it needs to go. And one other thing that really sets him apart from Kaiser to me is his not only willingness to just make plays no matter what. He's looking downfield. He doesn't want to run. He wants to make the deep ball throw. But his action ball handling skills are the best in this draft. He finishes out the action game. So I'm not afraid to put him under center and see him manipulate the pocket action game off. Everything you see Dowell Loggins doing in Chicago or asked of Matt Barkley to do, this kid could do 10 times better. I just think the big, confident quarterback brings a level of competition and his mobility, Lauren. I mean, this is the guy, I believe, if this plays out like that, because Watson would be my pick, Lauren, for the record, if he passed down to Chicago. You said you would have taken him at San Francisco, so two strikes I would have been. <laughs> for me, I think there's no doubt in my mind I'm going Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Well, that's obviously the first big – I mean, I guess Deshaun Watson at one is maybe the first big shakeup in our mock. But really, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes at three is the first big game-changing, draft-changing pick here. I mean, that that's going to throw Jacksonville for a loop. That's going to throw Tennessee. That's going to throw New York. I mean, that, that's that, there's a ripple effect there that changes when you put a guy like Patrick Mahomes at the third pick uh, as opposed to one of these defensive players or even – you know, a, a, a guy like O.J. Howard, one of these uh, skill players to help the Bears on offense. And that's going to put the Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock. And, and they were interested in the quarterback, too. But that that is me. That is me uh, general, man, general managing, I guess is the term, <laughs> for them. And, you know, they're left looking at this at this loaded class of defensive players. And there's they can get some help for their defense. And they've, they've got a pretty talented squad up there. But... Uh, with with the fourth pick in the 2016 Bears Hour Live, or 2017, wow, I told you I'm sick, I'm, I'm powered through. <laughs> with, the, with the fourth pick in the BHL mock draft, the Jaguars are going to take Jonathan Allen from Alabama, the defensive lineman. Allen's just so solid. I mean, when you add him to that defensive line of theirs, that's got uh, Dante Fowler Jr. and Malik Jackson and uh, Yannick Ngwaku. I mean, he is sort of the, the fourth piece there to really give them an absolute stud, stout group up front, and especially with a guy like Tom Coughlin calling the shots there. They can never load up on too many defensive linemen in, in that group, and I think Allen's a guy that's going to fit right in and give them one of the more dominant fronts in the NFL for the next five years or so, and, and even beyond, assuming they can you know, keep the rest of the defensive line up to strength. But with that, that's going to put you back on the clock, Phil, with the Tennessee Titans, and you want a guy like Malik Hooker. I mean, all these guys are, are sitting there on the board. They're looking you right in the face. You need defensive backs in Tennessee. I mean, is that going to be the direction that you go? Yeah. <laughs> Lauren Cox showing his true colors out there, getting fired up in the war room. (laughs) (laughs) Tennessee Titans with the fifth pick of the BHL mock drafts are going to take Marshawn Lattimore. I called it. You called it. Listen, you, you read my mind here. When Josh Bellamy is burning your secondary as if he was a young <laughs> Anquan Bolden, then you know you got issues here in Tennessee. Tennessee gets the best corner in the draft and and believe in their doctors with his hamstrings and his 
his issues with injury, they just feel as though this football player is going to transition to what they want to do on defense and help them out on every level. He could play in a zone concept defense. He could play man up. He can be that man-to-man guy, that lockdown corner that Tennessee desperately needs out there. It's, it's easy to see why it was easy enough to, to see that one coming. I mean, Tennessee Titans in that secondary, it's it's a little bit of a weakness there, and they, they, looked, they looked to add some more at that position, but it's clear that cornerback was sort of where it had to go, and Marshawn Lattimore is just, like you said, the best of the best in this class, and <laughs> no more Josh Bellamy tearing them up is definitely uh, definitely <laughs> where the future holds for them. So that made, that moves us to pick number six and the New York Jets on the clock. And we're, we're back with this quarterback discussion for me as the Jets general manager because you, I'm, I'm not a big Christian McCaffrey fan, or Christian McCaffrey, Christian Hackenberg. That's, I told you, I'm, I'm sick. That's where I'm at here. But Christian Hackenberg fan and... Uh, you, again, you're picking in the top 10, you're picking in the top 7, and you have the need at quarterback. It's hard for me to go anywhere else with a team like the Jets in this situation. So for the, for me, with the 6th overall pick, the New York Jets are going to take Mitchell Trubisky. He's my next highest graded quarterback. I have him over Deshaun Kaiser. I, I feel pretty comfortable with what we've seen from Trubisky, and I think he's got a ceiling that I can that I can, I can get behind. And his floor, to me, is a little bit safer than the likes of Kaiser and Mahomes, at least. Right now, I feel like he's a, he's a very accurate quarterback. He understands coverages and knows what he's doing from the pocket. And I think all he needs is, is more time and more experience before he can really start growing at the position and start to get more comfortable working in offense. So that's going to round out the New York Jets with the sixth overall pick, and that puts Phil back on the clock with the Los Angeles Chargers at seven. What are you thinking there? Listen, the Chargers are looking around. They understand that they're in a new city they need to lighten up the mood there they need to get the fans in the seats however somebody that makes big plays on the on on defense is going to be the way i'm going here so with the what is it pick i'm sorry the seventh pick of the bhl mock draft the los angeles chargers take from the ohio state university safety Malik Hooker so you look at these guys I'm talking about a safety that has instincts and ball skills to create turnovers Hooker is this it's just the choice you know they lost Weddle he went to Baltimore they need somebody in the back end that's going to be able to take away the football and there's none better in my opinion in the draft than Malik Hooker yeah, the Chargers and taking a safety in the first round is one of the the worst kept secrets in the draft community, and maybe that's something that's so obvious that it's not going to happen. And the Chargers just want everyone to think they they're going to take a safety, but pretty much anyone who tells you anything they've heard about the San Diego Chargers is that it's defensive back in round one, and it's probably going to be Malik Hooker. So that's not a not a real surprise for me there. And now I, I'm going to be on the clock here with the Carolina Panthers with the eighth overall pick, and I'm looking at my draft board. Today. And one guy continues to, to to make a slide here down to the eighth overall pick, and I don't know, I don't know if I can I can let him go any farther. So, with with the eighth pick in the 2017 BHL mock draft, the Carolina Panthers are going to take Solomon Thomas, the the edge rusher from Stanford, and they're going to be thrilled that he dropped all the way down to eight. I mean, it, it's, I don't think it was a knock against him. I mean, obviously you're an even bigger fan of him than I am, but it just kind of worked out that. 
teams need quarterbacks and really defensive backs a little bit more importantly than they need edge rushers at, at the top of this draft at least teams like Chicago and Tennessee and New York and, and Los Angeles they all you know an edge rusher would help all four of those teams but they've got some more pressing needs and even when you know Solomon Thomas is as, as talented as he is you put him side by side with a guy like Malik Hooker in in Los Angeles and who's going to help that team more right now they have that that bigger need at safety just just makes Hooker a, a better value there and I think Carolina's the team that can afford to take Solomon Thomas he can be the heir apparent to Julius Peppers there they he can rotate in as a rookie and, and really take over and be a dominant edge rusher for the next 10 years there and sort of make people forget about Julius Peppers hopefully very quickly down the line but that's going to move us on to the ninth pick and the San Diego or the what am I saying the, the Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Bengals who so what is what, what's, Who what's going through your draft board mind in Cincinnati Listen, I'm looking at the big board, my own big board in Cincy, and I'm recognizing, you know, players are dropping. Solomon Thomas, every year players fall that you think are going to go higher than they are. This football player, I believe, is one of the best I've scouted in a long time at the position. Um, So with the ninth pick in the BHL mock draft, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to shock the world and help their offense with running back from LSU, Leonard Fournette. Wow. Another LSU running back? Isn't, is Jeremy Hill an LSU guy? Yes, he is. Wow. So here's why, Lauren. I think Hill and you know Gio Bernard, he had the injury out for the last six, seven games, whatever he missed. This football player is too good. The Cincinnati Bengals are a team that needs to support the red, you know, the red rifle, the BB gun <laughs> over there in Cincy. I just think he's just too good of a football player for them to, ba- you know, to back away from. With the news of Reuben Foster's uh, drug test situation, just really those two players were in my process and looking at this football team and I got to go with Leonard Fournette due to that wow I mean you're gonna have some angry Bengals fans I think that want something at more of a position of need but I understand the uh the rationale there and the the idea of I mean making a guy like Andy Dalton better by getting a player that you the general manager believe can be a game changer at the running back position I know there's a lot of talent at the running back position in the NFL but that, that puts probably the Cincinnati Bengals as the most talented backfield with a guy like Hill and hopefully a healthy Gio Bernard. But that's going to move us on to the, I believe it's the 10th pick in the draft now with the Buffalo Bills. I am back on the clock. And, you know, Buffalo's been a little bit of a messy situation, but they've kind of got it figured out now. They they're seem to be sticking with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback, which is great because I'm a big Tyrod Taylor supporter. That's what I would do as general manager. But Tyrod needs some help, and if I'm running this team, I'm I'm going to get Tyrod Taylor some help. So with the 10th pick in the BHL mock, the, the Buffalo Bills select Corey Davis, the wide receiver from Western Michigan. I see a lot of similarities to Brandon Marshall with this kid. I think he can step in and be their number one receiver. I know Sammy Watkins is nearing the end of his rookie contract, and I think they haven't made a decision yet on his fifth-year option, but there's talk that they could be interested in potentially moving on from him or at least letting him test the market. And then when you look at the rest of the Buffalo Bills wide receiver core, I mean, they've got Corey Brown, Andre Holmes, Walter Powell, Brandon Tate, not a lot of names that really can help a young quarterback. So a guy like Corey Davis can step in and be 
their shutdown, lockdown, number one wide receiver and really help turn this passing offense and, and catch it up to the, the quality of the rushing offense that they had last year. So that's going to put us at pick number 11 now. The, the New Orleans Saints, Phil, are on the clock, and that is you. What, what, what's your board looking like, and, and what are you thinking for uh, Drew Brees and company? Well, Drew Brees and company need some support down the alley in the middle of the football field. Brees, you know how he loves to work the pocket, manipulate the pocket, step up, and deliver strikes. What better way than with the 11th pick in the 2017 BHL mock draft, the New Orleans Saints select from Alabama. Tight end, O.J. Howard. Ah. Big talent. We were discussing this football player at number three because he's so talented. I think he's the sure thing in the draft. Drew Brees gets that weapon that he's able to use down the middle of the field. I know he signed former Stanford Cardinal tight end. Uh, I don't know why he's drawing a blank. Yeah, Kobe Fleeter. This guy's already 12 yards ahead of Fleener right now. O.J. Howard brings a 1990s version of a tight end to New Orleans, just what the doctor ordered for for Breeze to have a breakout season. Give him that interior weapon. He's got Willie Sneed in there. You look at the outside, guys coming in. They traded away one, I think, with another pick in the draft, at the end of the round, we could work magic there. But right now, let's work the middle of the field, get the best tight end since oh, uh, Tony Gonzalez here is the complete tight end and perfect pick for Drew Brees and the Saints. Well, you've got me with the Cleveland Browns at the 12th pick really angry in the draft room. We were really hoping that O.J. Howard was, was going to be there. I had, I had him written in pencil for the 12th overall pick, but obviously that changes everything now. We got our quarterback at the first overall pick. That's something to be very excited about for our team, and now it's it's about building a team around that guy, and sometimes building around your quarterback isn't necessarily adding to the offense, and I think here you have, to, you know, you talk all about, all about when you when you draft high in the draft, you have to draft, you know, the quarterback, the guy that protects the quarterback, and the guy that gets to the quarterback. It all kind of comes around him. And the Browns have done a great job of addressing their offensive line this offseason in free agency. So with the 12th pick in the in the BHL mock, the Browns are going to take Derek Barnett, the edge rusher from Tennessee, to add that sort of elite pass rusher on the defensive side of the ball that can help this team as a whole. I mean, they've got some outside linebackers that are encouraging, but it's not... Uh, it's not something that you're you're going to write home about just yet with the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they've got Jamie Collins, and I think Barnett is a guy that you, you pair with him, and you, you move Collins around, obviously, but there's there's your lockdown edge rusher to help your front seven in Cleveland and to, to help take some of the pressure off of Deshaun Watson now under center. That moves us along to the 13th overall pick now, Phil. The Arizona Cardinals, they can go a lot of different directions here. What what does general manager Phil Atoshin have in mind for Arizona? Well, if I was the general manager of Arizona, I would have hired Bruce Arians. If I was the general manager of Chicago, I would have hired Bruce Arians. So now I'm going to be talking to my boy, Bruce Arians, and we got to have a long conversation here because quarterbacks have gone off the board. 
you're looking at this whole big picture, this landscape with Carson Palmer really, you know, showing his age. Let's face it. He's not mobile. He fell off the map towards the end of the season. This brings me to the coach and, and us walking step for step. So with the 13th pick in the 2017 BHL mock draft, the Arizona Cardinals select. And I know Bear fans are going to be fired up from Notre Dame to Sean Kaiser. Now, the, the fourth quarterback comes off the board in the first 13 picks, Phil. There you go, because quarterback trumps them all. This kid has the arm talent and willingness to challenge safeties. I, I love his thick frame. I think he's a game-breaker in the red zone. He's not afraid to take it and run with it. You know, we were talking about him at three. I really believe that this kid's inconsistency – had a lot to do with the coaching staff and the disbelief there. So this kind of football player who I compare to like a Steve McNair type of football player, one of my favorite quarterbacks to ever play. So it's very hard to choose between Mahomes and Kaiser. So Kaiser goes to Bruce Arians. He gets to work with Bruce and battle it out with Carson Palmer to help the Arizona Cardinals. And if you're Deshaun Kaiser, that's got to be a, a pretty enticing option as far as low pressure and, and, a, and a quality coaching staff, something very different, two very different things there that he had in college at Notre Dame. But that moves us along to the 14th pick in the mock draft with the Philadelphia Eagles on the clock. That will be me general managing them. And, you know, the Eagles, they, they're a little bit of a, to me, this was one of the easier teams as I, as I come on the clock here because they have a real glaring, glaring need here. I mean, the Eagles are thin at the cornerback position, and that that really stands out. I mean, you could take you you could you could argue a couple other spots, but I mean, they've got Jalen Mills, they signed Patrick Robinson, and then then Dwayne Gratz, Ron Brooks, a bunch of names that don't get you excited at all. So I think in this deep cornerback class, they have to start really. I mean, and it's nice for them that only Marshawn Lattimore has come off the board, so they've kind of got their their pick of the the tier two maybe even Tier 1A type cornerbacks in this draft. So for me, with the 14th pick in the BHL mock, the Eagles are going to select Tredavious White, cornerback from LSU. I really love his combination of size and speed. I think he can cover a, a little bit of everything. You can ask him to step up in, in press man coverage, and he can hang with the guy all the way down the field. You could have him stay off in zone coverage and really see the play in front of him and, and, and go after the ball when the ball's in the air. He's just a... He's a, he's a really solid all-around cornerback, but I think he could even be a little bit more consistent at the stem of his routes, and I think he'll only get better as he grows and gets more experience in the NFL. So I'm I'm really happy with the Eagles and, and, and Tredavious White there. I think that's a, that's a match made in heaven right now. That's going to put us at the 15th slot, nearing the halfway point of our mock draft, Phil, and the Indianapolis Colts are on the clock. Another team that I think can go in a lot of different directions, pretty much anywhere but quarterback at this point. They, they've got some they got some work to do with Philatoshan, a.k.a. Chris Ballard, and general manager. <laughs> yeah, Chris Ballard understands really what's most important. It's your quarterback. And since you have one, the second most important position on the offensive side of the football at that point becomes the offensive line and the offensive tackle. This, to me, would be a match made in heaven because 
I think this kid is the real deal. I don't think there's any question that at 6'4", 309 pounds, at the 15th pick of the BHL mock draft, the Indianapolis Colts select offensive tackle, Lauren, Forrest Lamp of Western Kentucky. Now listen, Lauren and I did a film breakdown of this football player. I think he's being stereotyped or pushed based on a narrative into guard. But I'm talking about a brilliant football player. I love his athleticism. Is able to he's able to redirect. If you just watch top level competition with first round picks, you're talking about a football player with nimble feet, handling everybody and understanding that he plays to the whistle. I love this football player. I think Anthony Costanzo is average at tackle. I think this football player can start at the right tackle if they want and push him over to the left tackle. I really, I know Lauren is a big fan of him too. I just look at this roster and I think this football player will help Andrew Luck stand in the pocket and deliver passes. Yeah, talk about a guy that can start at any of the five positions on your offensive line. I mean, Lamp, you, you can you can draft him and, and find a starting place for him. You're right. I'm a I'm a huge fan of him, but I was really considering him here with the 16th spot with the Baltimore Ravens putting me on the clock here. You know, put pairing him with a guy like Ronnie Stanley and just figuring out which one you want at right tackle, which one at left. I think to replace Ricky Wagner, he would have been solid, but. Once again, you sniped the pick from me one pick away. You did it earlier with O.J. Howard and a couple other guys here. So I'm going to have to look elsewhere again. And again, after I get sniped by you, I'm going to go back to that edge rusher position. I think the Ravens need that elite pass rusher once again to help get their defense back on. So with the 16th pick in the BHL mock, the Baltimore Ravens are going to take Charles Harris, the edge rusher from Missouri. I think he's a guy that not necessarily a a totally well-rounded outside linebacker just yet, but he is an elite pass rusher. He's got a he's got a, a number of pass rushing moves. I think he can win in a lot of ways, and he was extremely productive in college. So I'm going to take him, and even if he's not a necessarily an every down player, he can be that Leonard Floyd for them this year, and, and just rack up the sacks in a rotation with some of the other guys they have at the position. So that's going to move us on to the 17th pick in this draft. Going to put the Washington Redskins on the clock with Draft Doctor Phil as their general manager. GM, what what, what are you thinking? Lauren, somebody's fallen. Can they get up? That's the question at this point because this football player I know is a big fan. I mean, has a big fan base in Chicago. He's fallen in the draft. So with that and a look at the history of the Washington Redskins with the 17th pick of the 2017 BHL mock drafts, the Washington Redskins select from LSU, safety, Jamal Adams. What a steal. Every year it happens, players fall, draft nicks go crazy, the Jets fans pull their hair out. <laughs> this, this is a natural-born leader of men. Uh, I know he approaches the game with a fiery disposition I know our boys at Bears Barroom love this football player. I know you love this football player. I just think this guy will give that sheriff's mentality to the Washington Redskins. He's a physical tackler. 
He does everything you want. I believe Hooker's the better guy. I think he's a little handsy, and I don't mean the one from Howard Stern. He's hard charging downhill, but he filled the alley. He's he's a definite football player. He brings a level of toughness to the Washington Redskins. I know we got to be quick. So the Washington Redskins, Jamal Adams. Yeah, there's definitely some Sean Taylor there. But you mentioned guys you go. falling on our draft boards, and I, I I find myself looking the same way. I'm looking at them, and holy crap, there's another guy that a little bit of news came out today, and with, with, with the 18th pick, the Tennessee Titans are going to be back on the clock here. We got Marshawn Lattimore early on. I nailed that one, even though I wasn't general manager. And we were 100% on the same page there. So now <laughs> I'm, I'm back on the clock with them, and now I'm actually in control, and I can make my own pick. Phil, do you care to try and predict mine <laughs> since I got yours? Uh, someone who's fallen. Uh, I don't know, Lauren. You have to surprise me here. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, with with the 18th pick in the BHL Minecraft, I'm gonna take the guy who just had his. Well, it didn't just happen, but his his NFL Combine drug test was flagged as positive for being a diluted sample. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'm going to take Alabama linebacker Ruben Foster with the 18th pick for the Tennessee Titans here. He's a guy that, yeah, the off-the-field stuff is starting to grow, and it makes you a little bit concerned about him, but he's just, he's, I mean, he's a top-five player in this draft as far as talent at the linebacker position. I mean, he's a, a middle linebacker, the likes of Luke Keekley, maybe not quite that athletically gifted, but really just a, a solid home-run player on the field. And I, I'm really excited about him being the, the leader in the middle of the defense with the Tennessee Titans team that could really use that influx at inside linebacker. And I think if he follows, if he falls on that draft day slide because of the, you know, the, the injury and because of the being kicked out of the combine and all this stuff, I think it'd be really hard for them to pass up that opportunity to take probably the best linebacker in this draft and maybe the best inside linebacker in the in the past couple drafts. But yeah. That's going to move us on to the 19th pick here with the Buffalo or with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Phil, you're on the clock. With uh, Dirk Ketter and uh, Jameis Winston and company, what what are you thinking for this squad? I think I'm going to shock the world here. I don't know, maybe. You've been doing a lot of that today. <laughs> Listen, I look at this football team and it, ne- it has some needs, and it needs explosive talent. And I believe, despite the complexion, Aaron Lemming, that with the <laughs> with the 19th pick in the BHL mock draft. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select from Stanford running back Christian McCaffrey. My number the world. My wow. number two ranked running back. I just think he gives you so much dynamic electricity to to flip the fields, Lauren. Tampa needs that. He'll help Winston out, who's erratic at times. He'll make the diving catch. He'll He'll cover up mistakes because he's so athletic and dynamic. This guy ran a pro system. He can get back in the eye, dot the eye, and let him run counter and power, and he'll break it. He doesn't need to be carrying the ball 30 times. You have back down there. I just think that this football player will be dynamic in Tampa. Yeah, that's 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 a hell of a selection, especially when you pair him with Charles Sims. You get both of those guys in the backfield in the shotgun. I don't know how... Other teams are supposed to defend that, especially you know throw Doug Martin in the whole mix. I mean that is that is elite, especially when you can rotate McCaffrey on it at, at wide receiver. I mean yikes, that's 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 a sneaky pick, Phil, but I, I like that a lot. And then that, that's going to move us on to the twentieth slot in the NFL draft. 
that'll be the Denver Broncos here with me on the clock. And we kind of missed out on the quarterbacks here in Denver with four guys going in the top 14, and we're not doing any trades in this mock draft, just Phil and I going back and forth. So I, I think I'm kind of stuck committing to the guy I drafted last year, pa- Paxton Lynch, under center. And then to me, <laughs> th- that comes back to supporting my quarterback. And I think the Broncos' offensive line hasn't been very good in, in a couple of years. Back when John Fox was there, they had a pretty solid group keeping Peyton Manning up right now. I think it's time to get back to that a little bit. So with the 20th pick in the BHL mock, the Denver Broncos are going to take Ryan Ramchek, my boy, the offensive tackle from Wisconsin. He's... You know, I, I've interviewed this kid multiple times up in person. He's a great dude, just a solid all-around offensive lineman. He's a very technically sound in pass protection. He's a mean run blocker. He can really just do a little bit of everything and, and lock down your, the blind side. He's one of my top offensive linemen in this draft, and I think the Denver Broncos would be thrilled to get a left tackle in the future with the 20th pick. And that's going to move us to the 21st slot in the draft with the Detroit Lions back on the clock with draft Dr. Phil running the division rival team. Phil, what are you thinking for Detroit? I gotta be honest I hate to be so clear when it comes to a rival especially Detroit but when I look at this football team one thing that gives other divisional opponents problems is if they can run the football and someone's dropped so with that little hint with the 21st selection in the 2017 BHL mock draft the Detroit Lions select from Florida State University running back Dalvin Cook now Lauren everything you wanted in Detroit with their previous backs that have all gotten concussed and gone out of Detroit unable to help them get higher in the division. I think they lack the running game. I know there's a need on the defense, but Cook brings a game-breakers mentality, something they've been missing. You don't know if uh, the running back from Nebraska who's escaping me, if he's coming back healthy. Abdullah? Abdullah, thank you. You're helping me. You're supposed to be sick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm proud of you. So, I think Dalvin Cook is a great pick, a surprise pick for Detroit because everyone has him going defense. I think a running back that threatens your linebackers and safeties opens up the passing game for Stafford and really will help that football team out tremendously. I mean, we've had now three running backs go in the top 21 picks in the draft, but it's a a strong running back class for sure, so I'm not... I'm not gonna. I'm not surprised at all. It's not. Uh, it's not crazy out of this world. But again, now we're we're moving on to the 22nd slot in the draft with the Miami Dolphins with me on the clock. And again, I'm, I, I keep coming back to my big board and this this best player available. And another guy that I think is falling a little bit and, and sneaking. He's not a guy that was going to be a top five guy like we had with with Adams and, and Foster falling earlier. But a guy that I probably would have expected to go a little bit sooner than this. And I think I think he's going to step into the Miami Dolphins and, and fit. A need and can kind of do a little bit of everything for them. So for me, with the 22nd pick in the BHL mock draft, the Miami Dolphins are going to take linebacker Hassan Riddick from Temple. And I, I don't know if I want him to be an off-ball linebacker or an edge rusher in Miami, and I think he can kind of do both. I think he can be their Jamie Collins. A good defensive coordinator can find mm-hmm. roles for him. 
that can get him on the edge pass rushing and can also get him working off the ball. I think he can do – I think if you're leaving him at one position, you're not utilizing him enough and you're not getting the most out of this draft pick. I think he's a he's more a defensive weapon and more of this sort of positionless football that we're starting to see the league trend towards a little bit. I, I know he's you're a big fan of his game, and I think Miami could really do some special things with him. But that's going to put us, as we keep the clock moving here, with the, with the New York Giants on the clock, Phil, with the 23rd pick. Yeah, the Giants fans, they're surrounded, they surround me here. So they're on the phone. They were trying to trade up to get O.J. Howard. They really wanted that football player. But now they're sitting back here, and they're letting the draft come to him. them. I'm looking at this team, and they need a left tackle. I'm going to take the most athletic one, kind of a high riser. He's ascended throughout the draft period. You know, Lauren, how much I like this football player. Talked about him earlier in January and February. So with the 23rd pick, the New York football giants select from Utah, offensive tackle Garrett Bowles. Now Garrett can bring a positional strength because he's so athletic. He has a mean streak. I know he's got narrow frame. We'll say ass and legs, but <laughs> I, he does show power and he plays to the whistle. I believe this football player gives them that protection on the left t- side that they need desperately. Eric Flowers playing left tackle is not the answer. So Garrett Bowles comes in, put him outside, plug him and play him, move Flowers over to a more natural position at right tackle, and you're we're cooking with fire there. It's a very a very New York Giants pick. I think it's to it's one that like you said you have a good feel for the Giants fans in the area and they can get behind that. I'm going to try and do the same thing with the 24th pick and the Oakland Raiders on the clock in the BHL mock. Again, I'm I don't know. I I don't get a good feel for Raiders fans at least in, in my Twitter bubble, but I've got a pick here that comes to mind when as soon as I looked at their roster, I I see I see a fit here with a guy that maybe doesn't quite fit the traditional. It's not going to shock the world like you've, you've been doing earlier in this draft, but <laughs> I've, I've got a guy here that I think is, is another sneaky good fit on this team. So with the 24th pick in the BHL mock draft, the Oakland Raiders select Malik McDowell, defensive lineman from Michigan oh. State. He's a guy that I think a Jack Del Rio can get creative with. He can play some of that out. He can play some of that defensive end position on the outside of their four three, but he he'll be primarily in that nose to in the three technique. You can move him around in, in sub packages. I really feel comfortable with him anywhere from seven to one technique rotating around. He's got plenty of size and strength and even some some pass rushing ability. He's a a well rounded prospect for me, and I, I'm excited about him in Oakland on that defensive line. You pair him with Khalil Mack on the outside, you can really get some things going in that front seven for them and, and help maybe help that secondary in the process. Because I know cornerback was a position I, I was tempted to go here, but I think adding that defensive line can help the secondary behind them. So that's going to move us on now to the Tennessee Titans, Phil. Are you ready to nope. shock the world again, or are you going to go something a little bit more? Did I say the Tennessee Titans? The Houston, Houston. Texans pick 25th in the draft. And uh, are you ready to shock the world again, or are you going to stay within the uh, the traditional draft uh, community here with the, te- with the Houston Texans? <laughs> I'm looking at Houston, you know, they really want a quarterback, you know, Savage isn't the answer. They couldn't get a trade partner. The quarterbacks went early. 
so I'm looking at this roster, and the Bears snatched away a safety in um, Demps coming over here, Quentin Demps to the Chicago Bears. I look at this board, and I look at this team. What better way to get somebody in there to help them out all over the defense? So with the 25th pick of the BHL mock draft, the Houston Texans select Mr. Swiss Army Knife from Michigan, Jabril Peppers. Lauren, coach knows what an important it is to have someone as talented. I think this kid could be a great return man. I believe he could play safety. He could play corner. He could play nickel. He can give you versatility on the defensive side of the football. So you have that defensive coordinator over there that's able to use this football player to his strengths. I think he can be not only electric as a rookie in the return game, but at free safety and give them something that they lack on the back end, and that's a dynamic athlete. I was wondering when he was going to go in this mock draft for you. I know he's a guy that... You've even brought up in consideration for the third overall pick, and, I, and he kept falling. He kept falling. I was wondering when he was going to go. I mean, some people see him as more of a second round guy, but you got him out of twenty five, and I, I, I definitely don't hate the pick by any means. So let's move on to the Seattle Seahawks here with the twenty sixth pick, putting me on the clock once again. Seattle's an interesting team because of what's going on with Richard Sherman right now. There's talk that he could be traded. They've got some other question marks, especially on their offensive line, and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm real tempted to go offensive line here, but. I just don't know if it's enough value at this point with the 26th pick. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the defensive side of the ball here with the 26th pick in the BHL mock. The Seattle Seahawks are going to select Marlon Humphrey, the quarterback from Alabama. I think he's got the size that the Seattle Seahawks look for. I think Humphrey is versatile enough too that if they want to do things, if they you know if they lose a guy like Sherman and they want to mix up their scheme at least a little bit more. He can do other things, but I think he's perfectly capable of that press man cover three that they play where he's going to just be sort of on an island with, with Earl Thomas over top in that single deep look. And I think he can handle it just fine. He's got length. He's got size. He's got speed. He can just do a little bit of everything, and especially with the way that he gets coached up at Alabama under Nick Saban, you know, one of the great defensive back coaches in football. I think he's a, it's a perfect transition to Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks defense for him, and they've got to be excited to be able to get a cornerback that fits their scheme like that with the 26th pick. That brings us along to pick number 27 in the Kansas City Chiefs. Phil, general manager where Chris Bowd used to be, <laughs> Where what, what do you have in store for Kansas City here? Well, Kansas City has a dynamic slot guy, but they need some outside receiver help. I know one of the draft Twitter favorite receivers falling, but I got to stick to my gut and with Kansas City in the 27th pick of the 2017 BHL mock draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select from Penn State, Chris Godwin, wide receiver. This football player can be dynamic in the air and high point catch. He is a physical football player. He ran better than people thought he would would run. He ran the best uh, short shuttle, I believe, at the draft, uh, or three-cone drill, I believe, at the draft, in a four-second three-cone drill. 
or 20 shuttle. He ran a four second 20 shuttle, four four two. He did 19 reps, jumped 36 inches. He wins high balls, Lauren. And Alex Smith needs somebody that's going to help him. He had 126 inch broad jump. This football player, to me, is a dynamic football player. Not enough people are talking about him. I don't know what he did or what have you, but I look at the tape. This guy could make plays, and that's what Kansas City needs. Somebody outside to make plays for the Chiefs. And and I trust I trust that you're sticking with your board, and I, I trust your draft opinion, but I know that if you're the commissioner announcing these picks, I mean, obviously he was booed whenever the New York Jets made a pick. Whoever, whoever they picked was going to get booed by the fans, especially – you know, with the way they like the commissioner. But I think Kansas City Chiefs fans are going to throw a little few boos your way that don't quite see Chris Godwin as a first-round wide receiver. But that's the fun of this mock draft. It's, it's doing what we think is best. And if, if Chris Godwin is a second-round pick and ends up playing like the second or third best wide receiver in this draft, you're going to know that draft Dr. Phil was right. And if, if he's wrong, then he's wrong and he'll, he'll, he'll admit as much. And so I think that's that's the fun thing with this draft. But we are getting down on our clock here, so we need to keep this draft moving, putting the Dallas Cowboys on the clock with the 28th pick. And again, I, I start to come back to positional value with them. They, they've got some needs in the secondary. They've got some, they, they could use a new right tackle. But I didn't quite see, I, you know, I look at, look at this team and I don't see the value there at this point in the draft. I see I, I see them going to Rod Marinelli and saying, what do, you, what do you need to make your defense better? And Rod Marinelli loves getting that pass rush from his front four and being able to drop the other seven guys back in coverage in that cover two scheme. So with the 28th pick in the BHL mock, the Cowboys are going to take Tim Williams, the edge rusher from Alabama. Tim Williams, again, more of a, a pass rush specialist than an all-around defensive end player for your team. So he's not a guy that you're going to want to put in a bunch of running situations, but he's, you rotate him in at defensive end. You know, he can kind of hold his own against the run, and he's going to be your elite third-down pass rusher, your Leonard Floyd, your your go-to guy to get pressure on the quarterback and, and make things easier on your secondary. So that's going to put us now to the d- division rival Green Bay Packers, and I know in the Bears Hour Live mock draft, that's when the boos start pouring in no matter who they're taking. But, Phil, you got to upgrade the Green Bay Packers. What are you thinking for the 29th pick? Listen, <sighs> You look at this football team, they surround their quarterback with talent. That's how they build their team. They recognize he's the face of the franchise, and they build around him offensively. And they're going to do it here with a guy that's fallen, that's too good to pass up. I look at this board, and he's right there with Godwin for me. So with the... Um, 29th pick in the BHL mock draft, the Green Bay Packers, I hate to do this, <laughs> select from Clemson wide receiver Mike Williams. Man, Falling all the way to 29, Green Bay Teddy Thompson has him fall right into his lap. Big playmaker on the outside, not the fleetest of foot. He ran better than I thought he did. He's going to win jump balls. He's going to threaten the secondary around the league. He's not the prototypical speedster that Green Bay likes, but he's going to uplift and take the place of some of the tight end stuff with him and Martellus Bennett. Now you have big-time weapons inside and out, and they can use them in multiple ways. Mike Williams to Green Bay. It's a, it's a, it's a, a scary pick, I think, for Bears fans. But we're getting down on the clock here, so I'm going to put the Pittsburgh Steelers on the clock for our mock draft with me. And, again, I look to I look to this deep cornerback class in the team. And I know 
they don't have Dick LeBeau calling the shots anymore there, but they, they're still running that sort of zone blitz scheme where they're going to put a lot of pressure on their cornerbacks to be able to hold their own in coverage. Even if it's not quite man-to-man, one-on-one, they still have to cover a lot of ground. And I, I, There's a guy that has been lar- largely working their way up the draft board this, this offseason, and that's, for me, with the 30th pick in the BHL mock draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to select Darian Conley, the cornerback from Ohio State, He's been overshadowed by Marshawn Lattimore, but I really like this kid. He can play the slot. He can play outside. He's another guy that is a little bit raw, and I, I think he needs to develop his technique down the field, especially he can get a little bit grabby at times when, when players are making their breaks. But I, I trust him in man coverage. I trust him in zone. He's, he's a playmaker that I think can even make a few more plays. I think he missed some opportunities in college to come away with a few more interceptions and pass breakups when he just didn't quite get his head around quick enough. But I think in Pittsburgh, he can develop on the fly and, and really become another great cornerback for them to help their secondary. Phil, 31st pick in this draft. You got the, the Atlanta Falcons, the Super Bowl runner-up on the clock. And the, top, and the oh. clock is ticking, by the way, so keep it quick. The, with the 31st pick in the, the 2017 BHL mock draft, the Atlanta Falcons select from the University of Michigan, defensive end, outside edge guy taco charlton now this football player can bring a toughness and an opposite side rush from vic beasley creating a great pass rush for what is already a fast moving defense he doesn't quite openly fit what it is quinn wants but he does to a sense because he gets past rushers with great power and hand usage. He can finish. I really love this football player. They breathed a sigh of relief when Pittsburgh took Conley because they thought they were going to take Charlton and the Atlanta Falcons take Charlton. I, I do like that fit in terms of, of finding a place for him after the fact because he, he can win in a lot of ways for your defensive line and you'll make him fit in the scheme afterwards. So 32nd pick, this used to belong to the Patriots, now it's the Saints. The Saints, they traded away Brandon Cooks to the Patriots, and I think here they've got an opportunity to find a deep ball speed replacement for him. And so with the 32nd pick in the BHL mock, the Saints are going to take John Ross, the wide receiver from Washington. I think that's the perfect way to round mm-hmm. up the first round in an elite speedster. He ran a blazing 40-yard dash at the combine. You know he's going to be able to take the top off. And when you pair him with O.J. Howard earlier in the first round for the Saints, I mean, <laughs> Drew Brees is having a wet dream just thinking about this. <laughs> and that's that's, that's unreal for that offense. So, Phil, we've been through the first 32 picks here of the BHL mock draft, and, you know, that's where we're going to end it for the the every team. But I think we should go through now the remaining picks the Chicago Bears will have as a look as, as sort of a, a seven-round mock draft to go with the first-round pick that you already selected for the Bears. We can we can continue our, our alternating here. So I'll take the Bears' second-round pick. You do the third. I'll do the first, fourth. You do the second, fourth. I'll do the fifth, and you do the seventh. And we can sort of round out the seven-round mock draft here and sort of predict how we could see the rest of the draft playing out with a guy like Patrick Mahomes coming at the third overall pick. How does that sound? Sounds good, like an Easter egg to the podcast version because those that listen live now can listen in and get the final picks and analysis of the whole Bears draft. Well, that's going to put me on the clock here, 36th pick, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat this like – like the first, we know the first 32 picks, so I'm gonna pick it up from there. Obviously, we won't know the what the the three that go off the board between 33 and 36 for the Bears, so I'm gonna have to 
kind of guess from there, but obviously I'm going I'm to eliminate everyone that's already been taken in our mock draft. And, you know, you got the quarterback locked out. That's great. I, I totally agree that that was the way to go. I might have gone Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes, but I'm not disappointed with Patrick Mahomes by any means. I think you had to take a quarterback there. Now, to me, I think you start to look at this roster and, and need plays a role here and, and sort of best player available comes in, into play with that. I think there's going to be a lot of talent at the quarterback position at this spot. And the Bears have so much of a need there. Safety really does come to mind, too, although I, I'm almost more comfortable with that position with guys like Hall and maybe Fuller moving there. If I'm general manager, Fuller's moving there full-time, and he's probably my starting free safety, or at least uh, competing with Quinton Depps and then Amos at strong safety. I, I don't feel like I have to take a guy early there. I, I'd like to at some point in this draft to add more young talent, but I don't I don't feel this overwhelming need to draft my starting safety early in this draft. So I, I go back to the quarterback position. I think there's a lot of value there. I would have gone offensive tackle. I, I you know I was thinking about it, but you know with, with Bowles and Lamp and Ramchick off the board, I I don't know if I, I'm ready to get get fully behind a guy like Cam Robinson here. So I I'm just gonna go with the strength of this draft and stay at the quarterback position. And I'm gonna take Tease Tabor, aka Jalen Tease Tabor, the quarterback from Florida. He's a guy that. Before the combine, I think this guy was pretty well seen as a first-round pick by a lot of the draft community, but he ran a 4-6, and people started freaking out about that and saying he's not he's not fast enough to play quarter. He's, you know, is, is he even worth investing in? And I think that's that's over-analysis of this player, and you're looking at numbers at the combine as, as a means that is somehow overriding his tape. I think he's just a, a really solid quarterback with ball skills. I think he can do a little bit of man, a little bit of zone. The Bears like to call a bunch of different coverages, and I think he could be a steal at the 36th pick because his stock is falling. I just don't put that much in the 40-yard dash. I remember reading something about John Ross, the Washington wide receiver who we sent to the Saints with the 32nd pick. I don't remember exactly what he ran at the combine. I think it was a 4-2 something, but I read a thing where, like, at the beginning of this offseason, the first combine he ran, or the first 40 he ran with his trainer was, like, a 4-5. And over the course of those, like, four months, he got it down, you know, 0.4 seconds, and all of a sudden that boosts his draft stock. And to me, that, that he's not all of a sudden a better player because his, his 40 time was faster. So to me, Tease Tabor is not all of a sudden a worse player because his 40 time is slower. So I'm perfectly comfortable with him at 36. He can step in and start as a rookie, really, and compete with Prince Mukamara and Marcus Cooper at the cornerback position to be sort of what we wanted Kyle Fuller to be at the cornerback position, that that sort of solid, young, ascending player on the outside that, that really takes the team to the next level in the secondary. That's a nice pick. I, I think he brings a lot of things that you want to want to see on the corner. I agree with you. You know, when you pop in the tape of that football player, he jumps off of it and plays like a dynamic corner should play. So I, the concerns were the slow 40s. You're right. He got it back up. I think it's a good pick. Well, that's going to put you back on the board with the 67th overall pick. It's where the Bears pick in the third round. You got a quarterback and a quarterback, Phil. You kind of got the biggest needs on both sides of the ball addressed here. What do you What do you feel in the third round? Is there another, you know, do you want to go offensive tackle to address that need? Or is there a best player available kind of thing here for a guy that, that you could go? Or even a, a skill position. We haven't addressed receiver, tight end, or anything like that. There's some needs here, but... There's also just a need for talent on this team. What do, what are you thinking at 67? Well, we're talking a lot in the draft room about receivers, offensive linemen. You're 100% right, but when I look at this football team, you could never have a, enough of these since we went Tabor 1, we went quarterback first overall, Tabor defense. I'm going to stay on the defensive side of the football. 
I'm going to take a football player that I know guys I respect around this league and in our colleagues all feel the similar about this football player. I'm So with the 67th pick in our mock draft, the Chicago Bears are going to select from the University of Ohio, not Ohio State. Bears select defensive and edge rusher Terrell Basham. On name alone, he should get selected, Lauren. He's going to bash uh, him in Chicago, that's for sure. Listen, I just, he's 6'4, 270 pounds. His tape just, I know Shane Marsaw asked me to look at him a long time ago. I just watched all his tape, Lauren as well. Just understanding the importance of an edge rusher and getting competition in there. This young man plays fast and furious. I mean, I don't, I was concerned, a little concerned about the 31 inch vert. All his other numbers I'm okay with. And I just think on tape, he closes. And, and I know he's gone against small school competition, but I just think he has that bend. That flexibility, that hustle, his motor is always going. He's a leader. I think, I think he's an alpha male defensive end edge rusher for the Chicago Bears. Terrell Basham would just be a tremendous addition to this football team. A young rusher in the rotation that can that can bend the edge and and rotate with Leonard Floyd. I just think it would be a great pick in the third round. Great value. Yeah, I think edge rusher gets overlooked as a need on this team because they drafted Leonard Floyd last year and because Willie Young and Lamar Houston and Pernell McPhee are all coming back. But, I mean, Pernell McPhee, you don't know how many games you're going to get out of him and at what quality those games are going to come. And Lamar Houston's coming off another ACL tear that you don't really know what kind of quality game you're going to get from him. And even Willie Young was banged up a lot last year, even though he didn't miss a game. You know, he's tough as nails, but those guys are all on the wrong side of 30, I think, although I think McPhee might still be 29, but they're all they're all older guys, and you're going to need that next generation of Bears edge rushers with Leonard Floyd to be developing, and I think Basham right there is a, is a nice selection to just kind of improve this team overall, even if it's not the biggest need, it's still a, a player that can make an impact on this roster, and that, that that's what you're looking for in these, in these picks, and as we move along to day three here with the Bears, two fourth-round picks, I have the first one. Phil's going to take the second one. For me, you know, we've we've addressed we got the quarterback, but then we went defense back to back, and I think now I need to, I need to I need to support this quarterback a little bit more. I think he needs some help on the offense. And oh boy, I want again. I want to go offensive tackle here, but I'm not I'm not sold on getting an upgrade from Charles Little. That's that's going to be more of a sure thing. I'd rather get a player that's going to be make a more immediate impact on this roster in 26 in 2017 even though I could take a tackle here and let him develop for a year or two and maybe he could beat out Leno or uh, uh, Bobby Massey sometime down the line but I'd rather take a guy that's going to step in from day one and be able to make Patrick Mahomes or, and Mike Lennon's jobs a little bit easier so with Alshon Jeffrey out the building I I, I really want to go wide receiver here <clears throat> I looked in I'm looking at the tight ends and I'm not I'm not I'm not falling in love with the options that I think are going to be on the board in the fourth round here, so I'm going to go wide receiver with the 111th overall pick and. Let me guess. Oh yeah, you want to take a guess here? Yeah. Uh, Cooper Cup. See, I I don't think Cooper Cup's going to be here in the fourth round. Otherwise, I would 
I would probably throw him there, but he's a guy that I would take in the third, and I'm not going to bank on him being right here in the fourth. I'm going to go with a guy that's one of the best deep ball receivers in this entire draft. I mean, if if I would have had my choice of quarterback, we would be pairing the two of them here in Chicago. I'm going with Mac Hollins, the wide receiver from North Carolina. This guy is six foot four, 220 pounds, and really is a, he's he's kind of a speedster. I mean, he he only ran a four five four forty yard dash, but he runs a lot faster than that on tape. To me, he's a really long strider, and he tracks the ball so well in the air. I know he's had 20 touchdowns in his college career, according to Pro Football Focus. I want to say 15 of his 20 touchdowns, I think, were on passes that traveled 20 or more yards in the air. I mean, he's he's just a guy. He just blows by a defender. Or, you know, and even the safety, too, and outruns him even because they think he's big and he's going to try and bite them. But he can just – he's a runner. And he's not – he's got some similarities to White in the sense that he's not a, a refined route runner. And he doesn't – I mean, North Carolina didn't ask him to run a lot of different routes. So there's, there's going to be some rawness there. But yeah, He's a glider. He, he's a glider. And, I, and you know, th- that obviously I think is what drops him down to the fourth round because he, he has some really impressive tape for me. I think he's – He's really a guy that's that's big He's and fast great, and great he, special teams player yeah, too. Yeah, that too. I, I he kind of he kind of worked his way up from there in the North Carolina offense, and, and he was a he was a captain there too. So I really think he fits what this wide receiving core in Chicago is missing. You know, they have they have these smaller slot kind of guys, these Marcus Wheatons, the the Kendall Wrights, the Daniel Bravermans, the Eddie Royals, and he Holland's outside with Cameron Meredith opposite him to me is is really exciting in Chicago. Yeah, I like that pick. That the Bears now have two fourth round picks in, in this year. I think from the trade with the Buffalo Bills. I don't remember exactly how that all played out, but six picks later, after my pick of Matt Collins, the Bears and draft Dr. Philatoshin are back on the clock. We've got corner already addressed. We got receiver. We got an edge rusher. And of course, we've got our quarterback of the future. We're we're starting to we're starting to hack away at some of the needs here. Is there another another best player available pick for you? Or is there a, a position that you're eyeing to upgrade here in the fourth round? Well. This football player, I, I'm going to jump into this and select with the 117th pick of the BHL mock from Florida, safety Marcus May. I know he's having a precipitous rise in his name, but I think this football player in the fourth round really fits. Some people have him in the second round. Could be a third round pick. Uh, I just think the Bears need a free safety. They didn't get one in this draft. I think having May there in the fourth round is a nice uh, luxury prize leaving out of this draft. Uh, This kid is a football player by nature. He played both free and strong. He can go into the box. Uh, He loves going downhill and filling the alley. You gotta love his tape. I know he was a four-star recruit coming out of uh, high school. Uh, this kid is a football player. I, I just can't think enough about him. I know uh, he has the speed that you're looking for at the safety position. I know. I don't think he ran a 